Today on episode number 508 of the School of Podcasting, we've got a really cool Because of My Podcast story. We're going to look at two different mic compressors. One's called a DBX-286, and the other one is from Aphex. It's called the Master Channel. We're going to talk about video podcasting. If I was to do that, how would I do it on the cheap? We're going to look at some advertising platforms. And last but not least, podcasting lessons I've learned from my cat. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast mentor, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, we talk about all things podcasting from planning to promoting and all points in between. I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten that learning curve and get you up and going in the right way with your podcast. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com and you can find my one-on-one consulting over there as well as links to everything we talk about today. You can find it schoolofpodcasting.com slash 508. And before we go any further, I want to pull back the curtain on this. If you're thinking I sound a little different, I'm going to be telling you about the Aphex 230 Master Channel. That is a, a tool I'm using right now, but here's the fun thing. Uh, even though I did read the manual, it's interesting. I, this is the second time I've recorded this episode because I had it set wrong and it kept making these weird popping noises. So yay for recording things the second time. If you've ever thought, ah, I'm such a loser because no, this happens. So it, it does happen from time to time. But let's get over to Kale with his really cool because of my podcast story. Hey, Dave. Hey. It's Kale. Hey. K4CDN from the Photon Podcast. All about amateur radio. Get your inner geek on. Yeah. Hey, I just got I got a quick, uh, because of my podcast story, I wanted to share with you in the audience. Uh, I had some questions about a WordPress site I'm working on. Couldn't get it figured out to save my life. So at his last resort, I went to my audience and said, does anyone here know how to work on WordPress sites? Had a guy raise his hand. Sure, I, I, got, I got some information I can help you with. So one Saturday morning, for about 30 minutes, we were on Google Hangout. He banged out the problems, fixed it, made it look just like I wanted it to look, no problems. I ask him, you know, how do, how do you know so much about WordPress? Turns out he works for Automatic, who just happens to be the parent company of WordPress. Yeah. So lesson learned. If I have a question, can't find an answer anywhere else, I'm going to take it to my audience. I may even take it to my audience on the front end. So lesson learned. Your audience is full of awesome people who may know more about something than you do, and they'll be happy to help you if you'll ask them. Dave, I appreciate you being awesome. Thanks for all your help so far. And we'll see y'all next time. 73. You can find Kale at fotimepodcast.com. Thank you, Kale. Yeah, you never know who's listening. Never, ever know. So don't take that uh, for granted. And so we're going to get into, it's kind of, I feel like a bit of a hypocrite, uh, kind of because I guess I am in a little way. And that is, I always preach how it's not about the gear. It's not about the gear. It's not about the gear because, hey, even if you have a great sounding setup, if your content is caca poo poo, it really doesn't matter. And so with that, I went out this weekend and did very much an emotional purchase and bought a Aphex 230 Master Voice Channel. Now, this is no longer available. Now they replaced it with the Aphex Channel Master. I am the channel master. And um, I have a DBX 286 
DBA, which later was replaced with the DBX286S. These are mic compressors. They also act as a noise gate, and a noise gate is kind of handy, especially when you have like a really loud cat. You could try to squelch the meowing in the background, and uh, you'll hear this in a minute. But the thing I have to say up front, before we get into any of this, you do not, bold, double underline, you do not need either one of these pieces of equipment to start. You don't even need one a year or two from now. They're icing on the cake. It makes you sound better, but these, this piece of equipment will not gain you a single subscriber, not a single one. Again, if you have poor content, great sounding garbage is still garbage. So what's the difference between these two? Well, the first one is the Apex Channel Master is if I bought this thing new, which I did not, is $999. Because if you said it was $1,000, i would freak out, right? It's $999. The DBX is $199. So it's an $800 difference. Now, I don't know where you grew up. $100 is a lot of money to me. $800 might as well be a car. In fact, growing up, $800 was a car <laughs> for me. So that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of Benjamins. Now, what do you get for that? Well, it gives you more options in regards to things that are super geeky, like inverting the polarity and changing the phase. Woohoo! It also has a low cut filter, which means it cuts out really, really low frequencies. The Aphex noise gate, it's super easy to set. You basically turn a little dial till it turns red, and then you say how much of it you want to cut out. And you'll hear this in a minute where I tune out Sammy Hagar. And it basically, with the DBX, you can boost kind of the, the low end. You can boost some of the upper end. Just with the Aphex, you can tune what exactly are you boosting. And then it also has a tool that allows you to pick a frequency and then either boost it or cut it. So that's, you'll hear this in, in just a minute. Now, in this case, like I said, this was a hundred percent an emotional purchase. I saw this at whatever the new media was called before it was called the new media expo. I think it was the portable media expo. And I saw this back in like 2011 something of that nature. And I just was like, Ooh, it actually gave me like an eargasm. I was like, Holy cow, this makes me sound awesome. And this was on the floor of a noisy, you know, convention center. And we just tuned everybody out. It was really cool. And, uh, I always said, wow, if anybody ever puts one of these on sale, I'm going to buy it. And the guy that was doing it was Victor Catiao from, uh, the typical podcast, typical Mac user, typical Mac user, uh, old, old school podcaster. And uh, so I know Victor takes really good care of his stuff and uh, sold it for me for half price. And uh, I went, oh, and just bought it anyway. So it's kind of funny when I was growing up, can we take like a quick 10, seconds, 10 second tangent? It's funny when you make emotional purchases because growing up, I idolized this guy named Randy Rhodes. He was a guitar player in the Ozzy Osbourne band. And I loved his style because it had kind of a gypsy, almost like his guitar was a violin. And I learned every lick this guy had. And he played a Jackson guitar. How cool is that? And uh, being that my last name is Jackson. And so the one day I walked in, these guitars were normally $2,000. And this one had a little crack in the, 
the the neck behind it, whatever that is. It's not linoleum, it's whatever. But it didn't hurt the guitar. It's just a little crack in it. And uh, it was 600 bucks. And back then I was in my 20s, I had no bills and my middle name was 90 Day Same As Cash. And I bought this guitar and it was kind of a one trick pony. It was great if you were playing like heavy metal stuff, but I was in a country band and it just didn't quite fit. And uh, years later, I actually sold that guitar because it's kind of a one trick pony. So sometimes emotional purchasing is not the best. You should purchase things with your head. And you'll hear here when I play these clips now of the the DBX versus the Aphex here that it's kind of like, mm, it's not that much better. It's better, but eh, anyway, let's get to the, uh, let's roll the tape, shall we? All right, so this is me now playing with the Aphex Master Voice Channel 230. And so the first thing I have, this is just my straight microphone, and I'm going to... I can turn on a low cut here. Now that probably didn't make a whole lot of difference here, but that's cutting out probably frequencies under 200 hertz. And there's some weird things here. There's one called invert polarity. If I turn this on, I sound like that now. And so that's a way difference. Or if I turn it back off, there's one called phase rotator. And if I read the manual, I could hear the difference. So between those two, I like having the invert polarity on. So I'm gonna leave that on. Now I also have no compression on now and I can go ahead and turn that on. So now I have compression about six, it's like minus six dB and I could really turn that up if I wanted to. And now I'm way far away from the microphone. I mean, I'm way far away and yet it is keeping that. And if I get really, really loud uh, now and I'm yelling, I've, I've got, I've got lots of green lights, but it's not letting me get above that. So I'm just compressing the heck out of my voice, but you'll also see it's picking up a lot of room noise. So I'm going to back that down. I don't want quite that much compression. And, uh, okay, so that's, that's, and that's the compressor. It's one knob. You, you turn it on, and that's it. Now, the other thing that's actually already on is, let me turn this off, is, uh, let me turn my phone on, is it does have a built-in noise gate. So let's play some illegal music, shall we? Uh, we have, what do we have here? The uh, soothing tones of, uh, let's go Chicken Foot, shall we? A little Sammy Hagar in action. Let's pick up a good song. Where is, and I just got to turn up my phone. There we go. So it's in the background. And now I'm going to turn this up to where it starts to, basically it's super easy. I have no lights on. And now I can tune this up. And when I start to see the light blink, that's saying, hey, you're you're kicking in the, the noise gate. Now, what is a noise gate? It means that if there's noise in the background, I can tune it out. So here, when I shut up, here if I if I move my phone a little closer to the microphone now, you you'll hear the music in the background when I talk. If I turn this off, and now I'm just going to turn this up to where it was, and now I can say how much do you want to turn down the background noise? So I'm going to turn this up. And now I'm basically got all the background noise tuned out, except of course, when I talk, you can still hear Sammy. So that again, super easy to set up. And uh, if I can just figure out how to pause chicken foot now. So that's pretty much set. The next thing is a de-esser. And I'm here to tell you, I have played with many a unit and I just don't get de-essers. So if I come over here now and say Cincinnati, Cincinnati, okay. 
So here, when I'm doing that, Cincinnati, 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 I'm going to turn it until it kind of makes a little yellow light blink. If I turn it all the way down, the light blinks a lot. So I'm going to turn it on to where it just occasionally kicks on and I've been DS'd. Don't get it. Don't hear a whole lot of a difference. And um, so that is that. Now I'm going to go over and let me tune, turn these off so you don't hear anything when I turn this on. Okay. So now I can affect, it's basically a paramedic EQ. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this, the first one is called Big Bottom. And um, what this is, I have it all the way up now. And as I tune this, you will hear where all of a sudden it's getting really rumbly here. And oh my goodness, now I have, I'm probably, and I'm not even all the way there yet. You can hear now, it's ridiculously stupid. So this would be right and then I could tune that down to where it's less of that. But that's a weird frequency. So what I'm going to do is tune that to where I thought it sounded okay. And this is another one. So here it is completely off. And now I can come in here and boost this up a little bit. Just to, just to give me a little touch. Now I've got this paramedic EQ. Now this is what's really weird is I can come over here and I'm going to boost this up a lot. And what it's doing now is this is the frequency ooh, that I'm really, really boosting right now. And I, ha I have, again, another knob that I'm not really sure what this is doing, but I know I'm, I'm picking the frequency here. So I'm going to find a real nasally kind of weird, yeah, that's a, that's a weird frequency that I, in theory, wouldn't want. I could live without this. So what I'm going to do now is turn this knob, and it will, where, I, where before here I'm boosting that frequency, now I'm going to come over here and take it out. Now, I've just started playing with this. And so with the big bottom and this paramedic EQ, I'm thinking I really don't need to run this through a mixer to add any kind of bass or treble. Then the last knobs over here is called an aural, that is A-U-R-A-L, because it's an aural exciter, and we all want to kind of snicker when we hear that. And so here again, I'm going to turn this all the way on, and you can hear already where I'm getting really tinty. And now I can turn this up and it gets really abrasive. Wow, that is bad. And so here again, I can pick what kind of, what do I want to spotlight here? So I really like here, that's horrible. Because listen to my S's. So I, I definitely don't want to do that. And um, I think I'm going to go about here maybe. And then just turn that down. I don't see using that one a whole lot. But it brings out the S's and the T's just a bit. So here is now, if I uh, turn everything off, this is me with just my microphone. Hello. And then this is me with everything back on. It sounds like that. So without really, I'm not really sure I'm, I, I, I do feel like I'm DSing myself here. I'm going to turn that back up. So that's hitting a little more and turn down some of the oral exciter. But this is going to be like anything else. I think right now the big bottom in my headphones is a little crazy. So I'm going to turn that down a smidge because you just want a little, I, I don't want to come in here and doing this. That's, that's crazy. So my apologies for everybody who, if I just rattled the dishes in the uh, cabinets because of the base, but it's a neat thing. It's really easy to set up. Now the big question is, let me do my test here. Mary had a little lamb master channel. Mary had a little lamb. 286A. Mary had a little lamb master channel. Mary had a little lamb 286A. And the question is, do I really sound 
that much better. Maybe a little bit. The paramedic EQ is something that's not on the 286. Is that worth an extra, in this case, for me, it was an extra $300. Now, if I was buying this new, it would have been an extra $700. Yeah, this is an expensive, and so I should say this again, I'll be saying this a lot. This is not for somebody just starting out. And this, normally I wouldn't even bought this, but it's just, I know it's a really cool tool and I can hear these. When I, when I hear somebody using this unit, I can tell. It just, it's a little icing on the cake. But bottom line on this, this unit that I'm playing with right now is not going to get me a single, it's not, somebody's going to tune in today and go, well, I was going to tune out and then I heard he was using the, um, the Afix uh, Master Voice Channel 230 and I thought it would stay. No, it's all about the content. This is just a little tool to add just a little bit of icing on the top. In reality, you don't need it. Does that mean I have a little bit of buyer's remorse? Maybe. That's a lot of money. I mean, that was a lot of money. And I'm pretty sure when I listen back to this, it's not going to sound that much better than the 286. Maybe it will. And again, I've got a lot of knobs here that I have not read the manual on that I'm just playing with. And I might come up with some better things to do. I know uh, my buddy Randy Randy Cantrell has one of these. And he said, hey, let's get on Skype and I'll help you dial this thing in. Because it is. It's something where it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, to dial it in. And he's got one. And he's got golden pipes. So that is my uh, review. So my, my general, if somebody asked me, well, what do you think of this? I would say if if, if you have the budget... If you're going to be doing professional voiceover, something of that nature, by all means. But my go-to, if somebody says, hey, I've got a little extra money in the the budget, I'm thinking of getting a compressor, what would I get? I would say DBX-286S is, uh, for the money, at least, my initial gut reaction here, is, uh, is the way to go. Because this is, uh, both these units, you get one microphone, that's it. If I had a, a co-host, I'd have to buy another one of these. There we go for all you gearheads. I almost didn't want to review this because it's just so expensive. I just want to go, mm-hmm. but now we know what's the difference between the two. And somebody emailed me and they say, Dave, you never talk about video podcasting on your podcast. And I went, all right. And the reason for that is I don't really do video podcasting. There are there are tutorials at the School of Podcasting that apply. I mean, good content is good content. Whether it's audio or video is just a way of producing it, but it starts with good content. So here are my thoughts on how I would do it and how I would do it cheaply. First of all, for software, I would use something like ScreenFlow on the Mac or maybe even iMovie. On the PC, I would use Sony Vegas or Camtasia. Now, Camtasia is a little costly. It's about 300 bucks but it is really, really handy. That's the tool I use to make all the videos at the School of Podcasting. Now, here's the fun part. When it comes to the format, because you have, right, HD video. That's whatever, 1280 by 720, and it looks great. The bad news is that file is huge. And I remember once, so I did an hour-long video and put it down in audio podcast, and it about wrecked my phone because it took up every last inch of free space I had on my phone, not to mention if I'd been downloading that over my data package, it probably would have taken most of it. I always have my phone set to download only on Wi-Fi. 
So, uh, not something you want to do. Keep in mind, HD video files take up a lot of space. So it's going to cost even more for your hosting. So how do you get around this? This is what I would do. I would create, we're going to call it a low D, right? An LD version for phones, something that might be 640 by 480. And most software programs, be it QuickTime, be it uh, ScreenFlow, Sony Vegas. Yes, I know, Bernie, you don't like low D, but it's cool, all right? We're talking, this is how you do it on the cheap, all right? Chill. Bernie doesn't like low D, apparently. And uh, so that's what I would do. And that would go out via my RSS feed. So only people that subscribe to my show, and remember about 70% of people that subscribe are doing it on some sort of portable device. So even an LD version of video is probably going to look okay on a phone or an iPad. But you're like, but Dave, what about those people that come to the website? That's going to look like caca poo poo when they go full screen. And I would say, you're right. So what do you do is maybe first on that first version, say there is an HD version of this file available at your website.com slash whatever. Give them a specific website to go to. On your website, you're going to go back to that same software that has your episode. Take out that little message that says there's an HD version and make the HD version. Now realize most video podcasts are fairly short. So depending on how long it is, this won't take long to go, okay, now take the same information, export it as an HD version and upload that to YouTube, which is free. Now put that on your website. So what you can do is if you're using Libsyn for your media hosting and you're using Libsyn's feed, you just make an episode on Libsyn and that goes out to, for lack of a better phrase, your iTunes people. You upload the HD version to YouTube upload that, grab the code, put that on your website. So your visitors will be getting the video that way. And that will boost your numbers on YouTube. And the people that subscribe to your show will get it via their phone or their iPad or whatever they're using. And you're like, well, great, Dave, I'm not using the Libsyn feed though. I'm using PowerPress. Okay. You can do this. You can go into PowerPress and under the advanced settings, you can say, please give me the ability to decide on each episode if I want to display a player or not. Then on the episode, you do like you always do, and you paste in the address to your video file, the LD1, and you just say, go ahead and send this through the feed. Don't display the player. So it goes out to everybody who subscribed, doesn't show it on the website. And again, you just take your YouTube, your HD YouTube uh, code and put that there. And PowerPress would send it to your subscribers. YouTube takes, care, YouTube takes care of your visitors. By doing that, what do you do? A smaller file is on your media host that costs you less money. A smaller file is being downloaded to your audience so it gets there quicker and hopefully doesn't use their bandwidth. And uh, the fact that uh, it'd be interesting because you can actually see the numbers then, YouTube versus downloads. And you may decide later, you know what? It's not even worth doing as a podcast. Uh, that's one of the experiments I eventually want to do. And the few clients that I've had do this, they always say, oh yeah, there's enough people on both platforms to do it. But that's how I would do it. I would make an LD version for my, you know, subscribers. And then I would let YouTube pick up the bandwidth bill for the rest of it. Live from the basement, it's Building a Better Dave. Here's your host, Dave Jackson. 
and I thought I should go to Radio Shack. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go to Radio Shack because they're going to shack me. And uh, when you're ready to upgrade, yeah, I'm not really ready to upgrade. I'm really ready to get out of the store. I got to be somewhere, Junior. And he's like, you know, would you like me to print you a $5 coupon? No, really what I would like you to do is hand me my freaking change so I can get out of the store. So when you go someplace and you just want to leave and you just can't get out of the store, say, oh, man, I'm getting shacked. I bought a pair of shoes. They grilled me for a half hour on how many socks I wanted. I got shacked. We can do that. And it's $150 to invite and a rebate. And you throw this in and you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around and you save 10 bucks. Just give me my freaking change and let me get out. You are shacking me to death. Check us out at betterdave.com. Let's talk a little podcast and monetization. And of course, you do not have to make money with your podcast. Just a lot of people do. And so there's a new player on the scene, advertisecast.com. And as you record this, or as I record this, they are launching uh, 20 advertisers. They have 60 total currently. They're going to let the first 20 come in and look at everybody who has a podcast on this platform. Now, this is not a media hosting. This is just saying, hey, I would like sponsors. And you can have a pre-roll. You can have a mid-roll. You can have a... um, a full media package, which will permanently record and promote your band, your band, your brand with a live read 60 second pre-roll audio ad on an upcoming podcast. In addition, you'll promote your brand, meaning the sponsor on our Facebook page and on your Twitter, all this other stuff. So these are different ways you can package this. Now they say on their website, most podcasters are seeing around 20 to $50 CPM. Now, if you're new to this whole thing, what it is, CPM stands for cost per thousand downloads. And most of us do not have a thousand downloads per episode. Many of us have uh, about 160 or less, 50% of you do, according to the latest Lipson stats, and 50% of you have above 160. The average right now, as I record this in April 2016, is about 1,800 downloads. And so, they talk about different, there are CPM ads like on Facebook, it's $1.54. On Twitter, it's $12, really, for a thousand uh, viewers on Twitter. And it goes on and on and on about how you can sponsor this. So I find it interesting. I went over and signed up and um, you can see basically if I go in and say, all right, let's look at the, uh, you know, the account or whatever and if I'm um, selling, I can see my particular show and I can go in and say, here's how much I want per episode. You have to put in a lot of information about your show, how often you release it. Uh, you have to give demographic information. So if you have that information, how old your audience is, how much of it is male and female and such. And you have to give how many downloads per episode, not per month, not per week, per episode you get. And so this is where it's going to be interesting because you need to be honest. This is really, really important because if you lie and say you have a thousand people listening and you only have 300, that advertiser is going to expect the results from a thousand people. And instead they're going to get, you know, a much reduced amount of interaction from your true audience. And so I went over there 
and looked. And it's going to be interesting to watch because I see some people that um, here's a major league podcast. Uh, say they have 4,000 downloads. They're expecting eight to $25 CPM. And I'm like, okay. Um, I've seen other people here that want uh, $13 CPM. Uh, another person here, eight to 20. But I've also seen people that want $100 CPM. Uh, it depends a little bit. You can have different packages. So if I go over here, let me click on um, technology. I'm looking for 25 for the show that I'm playing with. But here's one, $104. They have um, sponsor packages at $500 and they have 300 listeners, which is a CPM of 104. Now, depending on how niche their show is, and this is what's going to be interesting about this. Here's one, they have 6,000 listeners. They're asking for a CPM of $10.42. And this number, this whole CPM number, is actually getting a little lower than it used to be from what I hear because people have been lying about their stats. And so sponsors are paying big bucks and then they're not getting much return because, well, somebody's audience is 90% Twitter bots and things like that. So it's interesting. It's something you may want to check out. Uh, another one, so this was advertisecast.com. And what you do is you go in and put in, again, all this information about your show. It actually was a, a fairly lengthy application and then they approve it and why they're only letting in 20 people uh, I'm not so I'm, maybe they're just because it's their first time it's beta this is all very beta by the way but uh, that is an option if nothing else it's fun to go look at other people's stats and go really is that person really getting that much uh, the other thing you can do here is there's cast.market and kind of the same thing and you can go in and also potentially think about sponsoring somebody else's show. And so I would definitely put in my note somewhere that I reserve, I think this is in anywhere, but you you reserve the right to turn down somebody's show because what if your competition wants to sponsor your show? That might be a little weird, right? Depending on the scenario. And so what's interesting from a advertiser's spot is you can go in and see, let me go in here now, I'm going to do this live, and I'm clicking on the Starters Club podcast. They have 128 episodes. They have uh, their highest ranking on a U.S. business chart was 189. Uh, their average duration is 30 minutes. They last updated today. And um, there's kind of a, a uh, chart here of where they tracked on the these different charts. I'm assuming that's iTunes charts. And they've reached the charts in one country. They've reached the business charts in 10 different countries. So this is all the things that an advertiser sees. And they get this apparently from your RSS feed or from iTunes would be my guess. Now, I do want to tell you that I was playing with this. And be careful with this if you're looking to sponsor other podcasts. Because I went in and I picked three shows that were Christian business shows. Because they were, and that's why I picked them. And I think one of them decided to let me run a campaign. And it's kind of funny because as a podcaster, you want high CPMs. As an advertiser, you want low CPMs. And uh, only one person picked up the spot. And 
cast.market decided just to add a slew of about, um, oh, I don't know, 15 other ones that I never, ever would sponsor. And so I kind of went, uh, boys, what's the deal? And they went, oh, yeah, it's very similar demographics. And I'm like, no, not really. No, not cool. So I canceled my uh, my little experiment over there. But what they do is they have the technology that once you do the ad, you have to go in and say when you did it. And I could actually click right here. This is on the Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. This is the podcast I sponsored. And here's her talking about the school podcasting. Now I see here it's at, it's a 30 minute show and her ad was at the 27 minute mark thought about starting your own podcast, it's a highly effective way to reach people. Podcasting is a great way to connect with a global audience, build your community, connect with future customers, and be heard. It takes some learning, so pick a good teacher. If you need some help shaping your message, choosing the right equipment, building a website, publishing your show to iTunes perhaps, you can learn it all in one place, which is theschoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code POD20, P-O-D-2-0, -O, and get 20% off. So I did that. And of course, you'll see there where I put in a coupon to see, is this going to be effective or not? And in this case, uh, it was not. And um, she quit. She only did two episodes. And mainly because I was only paying her $15 CPM. And depending on how many um, downloads she had, if I look at her stats, they don't tell you how many downloads in this case, in this particular tool, I can only see how high you got in the charts. And she got way up there to number 66. Again, though, this does now I don't think Linda did in this case, she seems like a very nice person. But if you're a person that has been doing review swaps, this might get you a little better high CPM. The bad news is when that person advertises on your show, and you don't really have an engaged audience, that advertiser is going to then pull out after the first time. So that's why I get really upset about those. It ruins, it waters everything down. So if you're looking for sponsors, number one, have your show listed at blueberry.com, B-L-U-B-R-O-Y.com. You don't have to use them for their media host. You can use their free stats if you get an advertisement, but that's one place you could definitely check. And then if you want, you can sign up at advertisecast.com. They take 20% if you do get an ad. And then the other one is cast.market.com. And I'm excited about these because I just want to see if they work or not. I want to see if somebody can get a $100 CPM. And I think it's kind of wacky in a way because in some ways you can say, I promote this on iTunes and Stitcher as well as email and Google Plus and Pinterest and Snapchat and all the other places. And they kind of show that to the advertiser. Like here's one that... They say, here's the total reach is 20,000 because this person has a bunch of social media stuff, which I get. But as an advertiser, I don't really care that you have thousands of Twitter followers because that tweet is only going to last about 3.5 seconds. I'm thinking, I don't know. But if it's something you're interested in, again, I'll have everything out at schoolpodcasting.com slash 508. Last up, you heard him earlier, my good buddy, Bernie, my cat. And uh, I am a, I have, I have lessons here that I've learned from my cat. Now, for the record, I'm a dog person, always have been, had a Shih Tzu for 14 years, my buddy Dudley, still miss that dog. 
this week it was storming out and we had really, really, really loud thunder and lightning. And it's funny how old habits die hard because I was waiting to feel Dudley scratch my leg. It was like a, you ever notice how when you have sounds and smells that trigger things and the sound of lightning, I was really waiting to hear, to feel that dog on my leg because that sounds weird uh, because uh, it just was a natural thing. He's been gone two years. So I inherited the cat in my recent divorce. And the interesting thing is now I love Bernie, uh, but I, I hate cleaning the litter box. Can we take another little 10 second tangent here for just a second? The weird thing about this, I inherited the cat in the divorce because my wife said she didn't want the cat. And technically it's my stepson's cat. And when he graduates from Purdue, he'll probably want him back. Uh, but what's interesting is I took Bernie, not really wanting the cat. And then the first thing my ex-wife did was get a cat. That's why she's my ex-wife. Anyway, back onto the topic here. I do hate cleaning the litter box. I've actually hurt my back because I was leaning over so much. And it turns out that um, he knows I'm talking about him. If you, Yes, here, let's turn off the noise gate. Get up here, Barney. What's your problem? You, you know I'm talking about you? Is that it? So I hate your litter box, buddy. I'm sorry. And um, there was a reason I hated this. And because I hated it, I would only clean it about every five to seven days. So it was like really in need of cleaning. And um, I was thinking to myself, dogs are so much easier and I don't have to deal with this. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Dave, what in the world does this have to do with podcasting? Hang with me. We're going to get there. I thought about this. What if when I had a dog, I only took the dog outside every five to seven days? That would be quite a mess to clean up, assuming my dog just did not explode. And I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I used to take my dog out almost four times a day, once in the morning, once when I got home from work, once like after dinner, and then one more time before I went to bed. And I thought about this and I said, I'm going to start treating my cat like a dog. And so I check his litter box in the morning. I check it when I'm done with work. I check it after dinner. And I check it once before I go to bed. And I'm finding now that it takes literally seconds to clean the litter box because there's a very small deposit in there. And again, what do I have to do? What does this have to do with podcasting? If you wait till the last minute to do your show and you're thinking to yourself, ugh, time to do the podcast. It's because you're doing all the prep and all the recording, and all the editing, and all the promotion, all at the same time, it's a lot of work. And it can kind of be overwhelming, and it can lead to this thing we call pod fading, which is where you just decide you're not doing it anymore. So instead of doing your podcast all in one big shot, why not do this? Start planning it earlier in the week. Start writing show notes during the week, and, and kind of flushing out the best parts of your topic and discovering what are the best parts of your topic. And then you can record it later and edit it and then maybe even publish it on a different day. But by doing a little every day, it's not that big a deal. It's not so cumbersome of a job and it might help you actually avoid burning out and, and quitting your podcast. Now, a tool I use for this is Evernote. That's at evernote.com. That's free. And I also use Feedly. Feedly.com. I check a bazillion different blogs, all for podcasting and marketing and radio, all those kind of topics. 
looking for things to bring to you on the show. And then Evernote is where I can take things from Feedly and go put this in Evernote. And I have a notebook for every podcast I have. And I'm like, okay, put this one in this school of podcasting, put this one in weekly web tools, put this one in whatever. And then when it comes time to do the show, I can start either writing show notes during the week. I can, I'm, I'm focused basically when it is time. So that's the cool thing. And the nice thing about both Evernote and Feedly is they are web-based. So if you are stuck in a long grocery line, you can start working on show notes. You can start doing show prep. When you're walking the dog, you can be out there doing show prep, going through blog posts, things of that nature. And it's all web-based. And that way, instead of doing it all in one day, you can basically uh, do it a little bit over time. And it's not quite so overwhelming, just like the litter box. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I'm reading, reading, quote, air quotes here. Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk's new book called Ask Gary V. And I want to play you a couple of clips. This is kind of cool. It's a new thing in Audible where when you see something, and it used to be bookmarks, now you can actually make yourself a clip. So I have a couple of clips from the book that I want to play you. Here's the first one, and I'll, I'll talk about the key point here. And here's a news alert for all of you. Most businesses don't go crushing it immediately. And I mean the first two, three years. I'm not talking about two months. Yeah, he's talking about a business here and how long it takes them to kind of get in gear. And you heard him, two to three years. So the person that says, hey, I've been podcasting for five months. Why am I not on the cover of time? And then I love this one. When it comes down to delivering value to your audience, he had this to say. Honest, he did. Let me give you an answer. And the answer is content. Content, content, content. There you go. That doesn't get any plainer than that. If you want to get this book, you can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash audible trial. And if you're brand new to Audible, you can get any book you want for free. Now, if you've ever heard about this deal, now for the record, if you do that, it's really cool. I get 15 bucks. How cool is that? Now, if you're like, how do I get that from my show? You simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash audible and you can sign up. And I believe they review your website, how much traffic you get and things like that. And then they do or do not approve you based on a couple of things. But if you want to at least try to apply, that's at schoolofpodcasting.com slash audible. And again, if you want the free audiobook to start your free day, your free 30 day trial, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash audible trial. And speaking of other things, I want to uh, give a shout out here to Marlene Green 247 who sent in a review for the School of Podcasting. She said, thanks, Dave, for years now. Every time I need to research something related to podcasting, you are always one of my two go-to sources. Thanks for being a great teacher, for delivering your show with passion and fresh enthusiasm. In every episode, I get sucked in uh, every time and listen to your entire episode because they're so engaging. Well, thank you very much. She says, uh, love hearing your opinions, suggestions, and wisdom. Thanks for... Uh, investing the time to serve and help millions over all these years. Well, thank you very much, Marlene. I deeply appreciate that. And I got this from my podcast reviews. If you want to check this out, go to schoolpodcasting.com slash MPR for my podcast reviews. And this actually gets emailed to me 
which is how I find out. I always have it emailed. If I have any, it comes to me the day before I record the show. And it's from every single, I can see I have 11 reviews from Australia, seven from Canada, three from New Zealand, nine from the UK and 115 from the US. Really, really cool. Cause if, I don't know if you realize this, if you want to check your reviews in other countries, you have to go into iTunes and switch to every single country. So if you want to check this out, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash MPR. And I bring this up because I'm going to start talking about this on occasion. And that is, I, you know, we did the episode, how I'm not interested in review swaps. And I think they're hurtful for the entire podcast industry. But I thought about it. I should be reviewing more of the shows that I listen to. So I went out this week and I reviewed the Red Podcast. It's the podcast for influencers. And I know you're going to say, wait, it's about entrepreneurship. It is, but it's not. It's from a friend of mine, David Hooper. He's uh, actually working on a book right now for about podcasting. David has an extensive background in marketing and in, but he, he worked in the music industry, still does uh, a little bit. He's got a tons of books out. And I like Dave's show because A, he's a little snarky. B, he's um, never turning on the microphone and saying, well, it's Monday and I, I need to put a new red show out. It's always got a great concept, great content. Um, his latest episode is how to get more money for doing the same work. See, Bernie loves red. He loves it. Uh, he loves David Hooper. Who doesn't? And um, email overwhelm, how to handle it. Uh, my midlife crisis and how I'm moving forward. See how headlines help marketing lessons from ISIS. How cool was that? Uh, that's pretty funny. My war on Christmas. So it's a great show. And so I was listening to it and I was like, you know what? I really like this show because here again, it makes me think. And I don't always agree with what Dave says, but I like that because I'm, to me, I'm always open to hearing the other side. And uh, so Bernie, really? Here, let me put the mic by you, buddy. If you're going to do a solo, do a solo. So I really like the Red Podcast. And of course, I put a microphone in front of his face and he shuts up. Um, but... Uh, so my point here is go out this week and review some legitimately review somebody's podcast because it puts gas in their tank. Like when I heard that Marlene really liked my show, that put gas in my tank. And that was on March 16th. So thanks again, Marlene. So whoever you want to review, if you're enjoying somebody's show, it costs you nothing. Go out, leave them a review, leave them a rating. If you're not, well, you're already subscribed. But put some gas in their tank this week. Go and do that. Trust me, they will thank you for it because uh, it never fails. Anytime I get a positive review, it's kind of when I need one. You know, you're kind of like, is anybody listening? Is this thing on? And then boom, here comes Marlene. So now if you do want to subscribe to this show, you can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash iTunes. Click on the button to, you know, view on iTunes and then click on the subscribe button and you'll never miss another episode. And if you're listening to this going, wait, what did he say? And it's schoolofpodcasting.com slash 508 is where everything from the show you can find. Or if you want, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. And I put out the show notes and it comes out via email. So you don't have to remember if you're on the car, if you're walking the dog, if you're uh, cleaning the cat box, whatever you're doing, like, oh, I need to remember to go back to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 508. If you sign up for the newsletter, the show notes come to you. And uh, so that might be something you're looking to do. And plus, of course, when the School of Podcasting opens back up in June, 
you will get uh, coupons. You'll be the first to know. And uh, that is something um, that is uh, worth right there being on the uh, the newsletter. Plus, I do give out a, the occasional bonus content. So that is going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you need some one-on-one consulting, I am available. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. Hope to see you there. And um, in the future, we will be, um, I talked with uh, Ravi, who does the cool cast player. And he goes, hey, Dave, keep in mind my my uh, plugins in beta. Because I said I was going to review it. So I might put that off for a little bit. But uh, would love to hear what you would like to hear on the School of Podcasting. You can call me. It's 888-888. You're writing this down, 563-3228. Or here's the easiest thing, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact has all my contact information there. And uh, I would love to hear what you would want to talk about. I got some more goodies and tools I'll be playing with. I've turned into like the review guy all of a sudden. But uh, as always looking for because of my podcast stories, if you have any of those. And uh, now that I've given you about 18 different calls to action, shame on me. Uh, I will bid you fair adieu and uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, until then, class is over. Uh, Take care and God bless.